This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Fournier wants to give it to Vucevic. Harden is matched up with Vuce. Gordon with an open three. Got it. Okiki got a hand on that pass and steals it away from Harden. Inside to Gordon, whirling with the dunk. Aaron Gordon, fall away jumper over Irving. Boy, what a first half for Aaron Gordon. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski on the BetQL Audio Network. Almost every player in that highlight that was mentioned was dealt before the trade deadline. Joe Ostrowski and Chris Ranji. This is BetQL Daily at BetQL Daily on Twitter. BetQL and Radio.com have partnered up to help you beat the sportsbooks. Use our promo code daily for 20% off any subscription. BetQL helps sports bettors of all types, from the first-time bettors to hardcore, make more informed betting decisions using data and analytics. Our promo code daily for 20% off any subscription. Let's welcome into the show Ryan McDonough at McDNBA, former NBA executive. He hosts the Radio.com NBA show. And uh, Ranji, yesterday Ryan was killing it all over NBA TV, uh, reacting to all the news that was uh, that was flying in, Ryan. Welcome to the show. Always appreciate your time. How, how was that on the on the TV side of things? Just reacting to what every NBA team was doing and not doing. Yeah, good morning, guys. Always great to be on with you. I had a lot of fun doing NBA TV yesterday because there was so much going on. There were a lot of small deals that started uh, late Wednesday night with the deal with the Lon Wright going from. Uh, Detroit to Sacramento, Corey Joseph going back in return. And and that really started just an avalanche of trades. Uh, There was a record number of deals yesterday with the number of players who changed teams. Uh, Guys, in fact, I think over 10% of the league, uh, 45-plus players are on a new team. Uh, So it was real busy, and we were focused primarily on Miami. Uh, Where was Victor Oladipo going to end up? Was Kyle Lowry going to get traded? Uh, So it certainly was an exciting trade deadline that came right down to the wire. In fact, some of the top deals, like the Oladipo deal, weren't announced until after the deadline came and went at 3 o'clock Eastern. Well, let's talk about one of your old teams, and that is the Boston Celtics uh, getting Evan Fournier. And I don't know if there might have been from Celtics fans, I know you were tweeting about it, that uh, they, they aren't as happy about it as you think they should be. Yeah, I, I agree with that, Chris. I, I just didn't understand some of the uh, frustration. And look, I, I get that they wanted something bigger. As you guys know, anytime there's a, a trade deadline or a free agent period, uh, fans want a, a big name or a big deal. Um, but sometimes there's not a big deal to be had. There, there wasn't any superstar who changed players uh, yesterday at the deadline. Uh, Victor Oladipo is probably uh, the best player, either here Nikola Vucevic or on a new team. Uh, and, and I bring that up because, you know, that, that doesn't change the fact that as an executive, Uh, You're supposed to do what's best for your team. So Danny Ainge, um, I thought, got really good value in what he gave up for Evan Fournier. The Celtics gave up two second-round picks uh, in 2025 and 2027. Uh, The point I made on Twitter, guys, is uh, especially in the mid to late second round, you can buy picks in the second with cash. And so to get Evan Fournier, a a 28-year-old, 
a guy who's uh, scoring close to 20 points a game. He was the second leading scorer on the Orlando Magic. He's shooting 38% from three. Uh, he's a bigger guard with some playmaking ability. And uh, in his late 20s, should be a piece uh, the Celtics think about keeping going forward. I thought that was really good work by Ainge in the Celtics front office. And I was a little surprised that Celtics fans were so uh, underwhelmed or unimpressed mm-hmm. with the Celtics getting Fournier. Norman Powell has been on a run. I mean, been just putting up some numbers over uh, recent weeks. And it, this this one didn't grab as many headlines as I expected, maybe because it's Portland involved. Uh, but what did you think of Portland adding Powell to the roster? I thought it was a good deal for the Blazers. It, it's interesting that Portland, who's very good offensively, but really struggles defensively, um, doubled down on offense with Norman Powell. I, I think they feel like they're just going to outshoot and outscore everybody with their backcourt talent. Um, so th- this surprised me a little bit, guys, from the Toronto side of it, uh, given that when Powell was dealt early in the day yesterday, I thought Lowry would then be on the move. It seemed like the Raptors are starting to break down the core of that team that won the championship in 2019. Uh, so Powell went out to Portland, uh, and a lot of that was financial. Uh, keep in mind that Toronto has already paid Fred Van Vliet Pascal Siakam and OG Ananobi in their young core. So I, I think Masai Jerry and Bobby Webster in their front office just looked at Powell, uh, who will be an unrestricted free agent this offseason. As you mentioned, he's been playing great lately. He's averaging close to 20 points a game. His shooting numbers are excellent across the board. And at 27 years old, he'll be one of the top unrestricted free agents on the market. I, I think the calculation for Toronto's front office was just that they couldn't afford him and they didn't want to lock into the core of a team that's below 500. Uh, so good value for Portland. It'll help them in the short term. And then Toronto gets a talented young player in Gary Trent Jr. Uh, they, he's a restricted free agent, guys, which means the Toronto Raptors control his rights in free agency this offseason. Did the Raptors just want too much in return for Lowry? Yeah, I think they wanted a lot for Kyle Lowry. Uh, they were also okay, obviously, uh, not trading Lowry. Uh, the Raptors have underperformed this year. Uh, but keep in mind, guys, that they're only, uh, I think, about a half game out of the playoffs right now. Uh, excuse me, they're one and a half games back of uh, Chicago, who's in 10th. Toronto's in 11th right now, and, and it's really bunched up. Even though Toronto's in 11th, I think they're only like four and a half games out of fourth. That, that's how tight the Eastern Conference standings are in the middle. Um, so Toronto, a couple factors. They, they, they didn't get great value. Uh, as far as the offers for Lowry, but they also wanted to do right by Lowry, given what he's done for that franchise. Uh, he'll probably go down as the greatest Raptor in franchise history. He was obviously an integral part of their championship team in 2019. Uh, so, And I bring that up because they didn't want to just trade him wherever uh, for the best asset package. If they were going to trade him, it was going to be to a contender. When none of those deals materialized, uh, I think they felt like you know they're fine hanging on to uh, to Lowry, and now that the goal changes a little bit, uh, they'll try to pivot and make a run and get into the playoffs in the Eastern Conference and uh, see if they can do some damage. Um, they're, they're not as talented as they once were, but I, I still think at the end of the day, they'll be in the final 18 playoff field in the East. With Ryan McDonough, host of the Radio.com NBA show, this is Joe Ostrowski and Chris Raji on BetQL Daily. Uh, let, let's get to the Bulls here, Ryan. Arturis Karnaschovas, his first trade deadline with the team, uh, with Mark, Mark Eversley, and uh, Bulls fans were in shock, and they were celebrating yesterday. It's interesting. We, we didn't know what to expect with him. Everything we've heard is he's very quiet. He works behind the scenes. You're not going to hear much. There were some Lonzo Ball rumors out there, but the, those have been out there all season long. And we didn't hear much chatter about Vucevic leaving the Magic. And, and 
Also, with Karnaschovas, we had no idea how he felt about this roster that he inherited. It says all the right things publicly, but you truly didn't know. Well, we learned a little bit yesterday as they end up moving on from Wendell Carter. But what did you think about this this move for the Bulls and a a new front office that decides not to just wait through a few drafts? Let's try and get some high picks. They're going for it right away. Yeah, it was an aggressive move by Karnaschovas in the front office. As you mentioned, um, you know, something they, they did that was a little bit unusual, or I should say something they didn't do, is when they took over the franchise, they didn't make a ton of moves. Obviously, they let go of Jim Boylan, uh, hired Billy Donovan. But as, if you look at the roster from last year's team to this year's team, it wasn't really that different prior to yesterday. Uh, they drafted Patrick Williams with the fourth pick in the draft, and they added a solid veteran in Garrett Temple. Um, so we were waiting. We were waiting to see, you know, which direction they would go, which move. Uh, they would make and, and Vucevic, um, you know, bringing him in was certainly an aggressive move. Uh, he's he's 30 years old. He's been an all-star in two of the last three seasons. Uh, he's on a very team-friendly contract in the mid $20 million range. It actually declines over time. So uh, anytime you can get that kind of player at that age uh, on a value contract, I mean, Vucevic gave Orlando 24 points, 12 rebounds and four assists a game. He shot 40% from three. So he's one of the best offensive centers in the league for sure. And uh, I think Chicago's calculation was uh, they have some talented young players. Um, Zach Levine, you know, has been an all-star, is, is one of the better guards in the league at this point. Uh, so if they could add a second all-star to, to Zach, uh, then they would have a chance to be a s- solid playoff team in the Eastern Conference. And then they still have some young pieces to develop. Uh, Wendell Carter Jr. went out yesterday, uh, but they have Patrick Williams. They still have Lowry Markkinen, who's approaching restricted free agency, and Kobe White. So uh, I like the move from the Bulls. They had to give up some value uh, in Porter, um, Carter Jr., and two first-round picks, but uh, I thought it was a good move. And I think um, you know Chicago uh, will be a solid playoff team uh, in the East, not only this year, uh, but for years to come, as long as Vucevic and Levine remain with the Bulls. Yeah, you mentioned Markkinen, who will be the restricted free agent after this season. And uh, yeah, it's, it's yes, it's after this season or next season, actually. Um, so with that being the case, what do you think the Bulls think of him? And do, do you think that they somehow believe that the addition of, of Vucevic will like unlock something in him? Yeah, so, so Markkinen will be a restricted free agent uh, this offseason, this summer. It is, uh, okay, it is. Yeah, right. in August or, or whenever it is. Uh, and, and I bring that up because um, the Bulls front office and Markkinen's agent discussed a contract extension uh, last year. Um, from what my sources tell me, guys, the Bulls were in the mid-teens, like in the $15 million range. Uh, Markkinen is, in his group wanted closer to 19 or $20 uh, million a year. So they were about 4 or $5 million apart on that extension and um, look again Arturis Karnishevis and Mark Eversley and the crew is new to the front office uh, Billy Donovan's new on the sideline he had not had a chance to coach uh, Markinen. so um, Markinen will be a restricted free agent I, I think he'll be um, one of the more desirable restricted free agents in the market uh, because he's young and can shoot the ball uh, although teams do have questions about his health and, and durability he's missed time and uh, all four of his NBA seasons now um, so I, I don't think this deal for Vucevic yesterday, um, you know, closes the door on, on, on Markkinen. Um, obviously, it closed the door on, on Wendell Carter Jr. He is now uh, in Orlando. Um, but I, I think for Markkinen, uh, the Bulls will want to see how he plays with the Vucevic over the second half of this year. And then ultimately, in restricted free agency this summer, uh, what the price tag is. And we'll see if Chicago is proactive as far as trying to give him a contract extension before he gets an offer sheet. Or if they let him test the market, uh, keep in mind that as a restricted free agent, the Bulls would have a right to match an offer sheet if Markkinen gets an offer from another team. 
Ryan, how much better are the Denver Nuggets today? I think they're significantly better because uh, they made two moves that helped shore up their biggest weaknesses. Uh, ironically, guys, they replaced two guys who left an unrestricted free agency last year, both for the Detroit Pistons, had Jeremy Grant and Mason Plumley. So they needed uh, a defensive wing, a versatile defensive wing. Ever since Jeremy Grant went out, that was really a hole on Denver's roster. And they replaced Grant, uh, you know, to some extent with Aaron Gordon uh, from Orlando with the fire sale the Magic had uh, yesterday. So I like to fit with Gordon. It's, it's amazing, but Gordon, for as long as he's been in the league, he's still only 25 years old. Uh, he's on a good contract in the teens uh, this year, 18.1 million this year, 16.4 next year. And he shoots 40% from three. Uh, so combine that combine also combined with the assists, which are career high at 4.2 per game. Uh, I like to move for Denver. They need that kind of wing. Keep in mind guys in the Western conference, if they want to get back to the conference finals to try to break through and get to the NBA finals this year, they're probably going to have to go through uh, LeBron James and the Lakers and Kawhi Leonard and the Clippers in some form or fashion. Uh, and then if they were to get to the finals, it, you know, it's Giannis or Kevin Durant or some other elite wing probably waiting on the other side. So they need an elite wing defender. Uh, they got one in Gordon. And I also like the other move they made. It didn't get as much attention, uh, but they shored up their backup center spot. Uh, again, Mason Plumlee left last offseason. They brought in JaVale McGee from Cleveland for Isaiah Hartenstein and a couple second-round picks. Uh, I thought that was good value as McGee now becomes one of the better backup centers in the league. Yeah, well, I do think most people are just assuming that it's foregone. It's going to be the Nets and Lakers in the finals. Uh, does this change anything what happened yesterday? I don't think so. Would change, uh, and that was my preseason predict. As as, as you guys know, as, as Joe knows, I, I predicted mm -hmm. uh, that the Lakers and Nets would play in the finals. The Lakers would win the championship for the second year in a row before the season started. Uh, but but I only bring that up because the Lakers have really struggled lately without LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Uh, I think they're showing some of their holes and flaws, and just in terms of how top heavy the team is. I mean, if those two guys play, especially with Dennis Schroeder, they're they're very good, and I think. Uh, you know, probably still the favorite, but if there are any, you know, injuries, any foul trouble, anything that limits LeBron or AD, uh, th th they're not good enough to win, in my opinion. So uh, Lakers need a lot to go right. I, I still think they're the favorite to win the Western Conference. But one thing I have my eye on, guys, uh, now that it looks like those two guys, LeBron and AD, will be out for an extended period of time, is how far do the Lakers slip in the conference? They're currently fourth, yep. uh, trailing the Utah Jazz, Phoenix Suns, and Clippers. Uh, and then the teams right behind them, Denver, Portland, Dallas, San Antonio, are all um, one and a half to four and a half games behind the Lakers at this point. Uh, so there are some scenarios, and I know this seems maybe far-fetched to some people, that the Lakers fall out of the top six uh, and get in that seven to ten range. That would be a play-in. Um, because frankly speaking, guys, I don't know how many games they win, and I don't know how they win games without LeBron James and Anthony Davis in the lineup. Ryan McDonough at McDNBA, host of the Radio.com NBA show. Subscribe and check out the latest episode uh, this week. It's a two-part conversation with the always entertaining Kendrick Perkins. So check out the Radio.com NBA show. Always appreciate Ryan's time. Best bets are next on the BetQL Audio Network.